So, Father, we thank you for your presence with us, and we ask that you would cause us now, Lord God, to preach your word, not just like our opinions or nice ideas, but, Father, may we preach your word, our Lord Jesus, and it's in his name that we pray, amen. John chapter 14, verse 1 and 2. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? Those verses top the charts of all-time favorite funeral readings. It's the Last Supper, and Jesus says, I go. Literally, I journey on uh, to prepare a place. You must be talking about heaven uh, somehow. And what is heaven? I mean, really, what is it? I mean, we usually, I think we usually define it this. Heaven is a place better than anything you can imagine. The best place that you can imagine, that's heaven. Best place you can imagine. I love it here, darling. Me too, Marvin. Hello. Welcome to heaven. Happy Christmas. Oh, is it Christmas today? Of course, madam. It's Christmas every day in heaven. Oh, how about that? Lola. Oh. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's truly a real honorable experience to be here this evening. A very wonderful and warm and emotional moment for all of us. And I'd like to sing a song for all of you. It's Christmas in heaven, the snow falls from the sky. But it's nice and warm and everyone looks smart and wears a tie. It's Christmas in heaven, there's great films on TV. The sound of music twice an hour and Jaws 1, 2, and 3. There's gifts for all the Yes, I do walk headphone sets and the latest video games. <laughs> Pretty awesome, huh? That's uh, Monty Python's meaning of life. And as you may have noticed, the clip was heavily edited. That's because the best place that they could imagine not only uh, uh, contained a buffet and Sony Walkmans and video games, but Las Vegas style showgirls. We say, Heaven is the best place you can imagine. In other words, it's the place where you choose the good. You know, like fruit that you just like choose and pick off of, off of some magic tree. I love this picture of heaven. The caption reads, much to their surprise, the virgins awaiting Muslims in heaven were not quite what they expected. Yeah, nuns with shotguns. What if you get what you want, but then you don't want what you get? And what if heaven for some feels like hell for others? Last November, the Denver Post uh, printed this fascinating article. Seems that the Jewish uh, community was really furious with the Mormon community because the Mormons had been baptizing folks in their temple on behalf of uh, Jews that had been killed during the Holocaust. And so the Jewish community were really mad because they didn't want their loved ones going to Mormon heaven. And think about it, who really wants to go to Mormon heaven anyway? 
Recently, there was a theologically brilliant episode of South Park. In the episode, Satan couldn't figure out how to punish Saddam Hussein in hell because Saddam Hussein just, you know, loved it in hell. And so he reached an agreement with God, and for punishment, he sent Saddam Hussein to heaven to live with the Mormons. You see, maybe we have real trouble imagining heaven, choosing the good. Well, aware of that, I think most evangelicals, we, we kind of imagine a very safe sort of heaven. You know what I mean? Something kind of like, like this. You see that? Heaven on earth. I mean, it's like a, what, it's like a shack and a sort of a mountain valley, a forest and some, some sheep. You know, a very safe kind of kind of thing, shepherd kind of guy there at the, at the door. And, and yet the whole earth is like filled with, with glory. And, and what is the glory? It's like, well, everything is glowy, right? It's like glowing. Everything kind of glows. It's a safe place. And, and that means everyone is pretty much um, the same. They all got that mild manner, flow, floaty, glowy sh shepherd kind of look. You know what I mean? Nuns with shotguns would be more interesting. I love this poster. Um, it says, heaven, where all the interesting people are missing. <laughs> well, well, after a week of church, this is my picture of heaven. And you'll notice that all the people are missing. <laughs> it's my own private island. And actually, if I'm uh, in my better moments, Susan would be there as well, but we'd both be about 25 years old, lying in the sand with a bottle of wine. And, and I've been there a few times, and let me tell you, it's awesome, just awesome, for a while. But by the end of the week, we're both sunburned with headaches, sand in the crotch, ready to vote each other off the island. I mean, it's like even in paradise, even in a place like that, I'm not at home. Not at home in my own skin. Well, we have a hard time imagining heaven. So I think we, I think we just say to ourselves, well, it'll be a surprise. We've got to focus on how we get there. What is the way? This is a plan of salvation from uh, the Mormon church. You'll notice that there's really three heavens at the end, which is convenient because that way the Mormons can't mess up Sodom's heaven and Sodom can't mess up their heaven. This is a plan, a plan from some Christian evangelist as God's plan of salvation. And I'm sure that God does have a plan, but is it a plan that we, we you know, can possess and then, and then do? You might remember this plan from a few weeks ago. This is a map of judgment. You see, it illustrates uh, where all the judgments are so that we can, we can make the right judgments at the right juncture and not fall into that lake of fire. Now, this is a plan that you may be more uh, kind of familiar with, and I think this is uh, probably the best one, but it's still a plan. You see it over on the right, our response. It's steps that we take, still a plan. And is a plan the way? You know, if you have a plan, you have a series of choices that have been made in advance. The series of choices comprises the way. And so with a map, you can control the way and use the way in order to get to your destination. And then once you're at your destination, you can discard the map, which is the way. For you no longer need to know the way. And you don't care to know the way. Well, everyone wants the destination, right? Heaven, who wants to go to heaven? Best place, yeah, everybody wants the, des the destination, heaven. So, so think, of, think of the power that you would have if you controlled the way. See, I think human religion really loves to control the way. And so Muslim says, hey, guys, want a bunch of virgins? We'll show you the way. Mormons say, hey, you want your, your own planet? We'll show you the way. The church says, hey, would you like to go to a place uh, it's the greatest place you could ever imagine? We'll, we'll show you the way. Now, this is kind of a drag, but you're going to have to do the, well, the Jesus thing, which means, you know, taking these steps, like 
talking to them, stuff like that. But we'll help you take the steps. We'll show you how to use the way in order to get to heaven. We'll show you how to use Jesus to get God's stuff. You want the way? We have the only way. And then we quote John 14, 6. No one comes to the Father except through me. Only Jesus. And he works for us. Well, let's read it. But let's read all of it, okay? It's the Last Supper. In the morning, the religious folks will deliver him up to be nailed to the tree. To his troubled disciples, troubled because he's, he's leaving, to his troubled disciples, he says this, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me the words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or else believe on the count of the works themselves. Remember, he had just washed the disciples' feet. And in the morning, he would wash away the sins of the world. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Whatever you imagine in my name. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Well, anyway, we're talking about heaven. What's heaven? Well, Jesus says he's going to the Father, right? And so where's the Father? Well, Jesus, to, to, to Philip, he, he basically says, well, Philip, you're, you're, uh, you're looking at him. <laughs> if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Uh, he's in me. It's like he's here. Like the destination is here in, in Jesus. Jesus taught that he was the temple, that he was the Father's house even. He says, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. I am in the Father and the Father is in me. I mean, this is, this is weird, but it's almost like the destination is a relationship. And check this out. Classically, Christians have uh, defined God as a relationship, a trinity, Father, Son, and their spirit, three persons, one substance, and that substance is love. And like we talked about last time, love is a decision made in freedom. Well, anyway, Jesus says he's going to the Father's house. And in his Father's house are many rooms or abodes, mune in the Greek, also translated homes. In, in the next paragraph, Jesus reveals that he and his Father will come and make their mune or abode with the disciples. That word uh, abode or home, it only appears in these two places in all of Scripture. And yet abode or mone is just the noun form of abide, minnow. 
and the next chapter is all about abiding in Christ and Christ abiding in us. You see, an abode is the result of a whole bunch of abiding. Abiding is how you make a house a home. You live in it a while and it becomes a home. Abiding is how you make a, a home is a house full of relationships, histories of relationships, full of, of love. A home is a place full of love. Well, any Jew would tell you at this point, the Father's house. Well, the Father's house is the temple. But you see, Jesus is not welcome in that stone temple. Isn't that something? It's like full of something else. And, and yet Jesus is the temple and makes it clear that we are to be the temple, his Father's house. We're to be the temple. So check this out. He's going to make a place in his Father's house. Perhaps that place is a space in me for a relationship. Relationships are built by coming and going, going and coming, by drama in a story. And Jesus says, I'm going and we'll come again. People that like maps, they, they, they like to tell you, well, we know exactly when that coming is or exactly how that coming will be. But you pay close attention to scripture. And Jesus is just like coming all the time. You read in the Gospels and the Revelation. He's just coming all the time. He, he comes in the flesh. He comes in his spirit. He comes in the word. He comes even in the last and the least. And yeah, he comes at the end of all time, your time. And my time, he is the presence of eternity. He is the eternal choice made in time. And yet the foundation, the very foundation of all time, all plans, all maps, the eternal choice which will flood all creation, filling all things with himself. He is love and freedom. And now he's just told them he's leaving. And they will long for him. And then he will fill them. He will abide. And, and they will abide. And, and all that abiding will form an abode, forms an abode, or reveals an abode. That is a house filled with relationships of love, a house that has become a home. And sometimes people will they say, well, Peter, are you, is heaven a relation? I mean, what, is, is heaven a real place? Well, listen closely. Heaven is way, way, way more than just a real place. Not less, more. A house is a place. A home is far more than just a place. The first time I ever journeyed to a tropical place that looked like a paradise, like in that picture, was several years ago on a mission trip to Brazil. Brazil is a place. I remember uh, we had a day that we got to go to the beach, and, and I remember lying there in the sun, in the sand, and I remember thinking to myself, oh, this is heaven. Then I rolled over and saw Andrew Trawick's pasty white skin. And so I rolled over the other direction and saw the big, flabby, hairy man bosom of Ken Flurry. And then I shut my eyes and I thought, no, it's not heaven. Right place, wrong relationship. I need Susan. And yet even with Susan, I'm not all the way home. Remember how Jesus described heaven in Luke chapter 16, verse 22? Abraham's bosom. Ooh, let's hope he's talking about a relationship, right? And he is. That was heaven for a Jew. Uh, in the arms, resting in the arms of Father Abraham held tightly against his chest. A relationship with the Father. Not just a house. A home. Heaven is our home and God's home. And, and that's just really hard for us to imagine the destination. And so we ask, okay, fine, whatever. What's the way? And Jesus just said, I am the way. 
And so Jesus is the way. And yet he's also the destination, the presence of the Father, right? That means the way is the destination. And the destination is the way. Remember how Israel journeyed to the promised land? They took the Father's house with them. The tabernacle that became the temple, their destination, was their way. And remember the way that they followed, not a map or a plan, but the messenger of Yahweh, the angel of Yahweh, a pillar of fire, fire that would one day fill the temple. Their way was their destination. Check this out. They didn't like the way. And so they were not at home when they arrived at their destination. Jesus is the way. And the destination, the presence of the Father. You see, the destination is the way, and the way is the destination, and that's just huge because that means if you do not like the way, you're just going to hate the destination. Well, anyway, Jesus says, I am the way. Ego eimi hahadas. Ego eimi. It appears over and over again in John. It means I am. And you remember that I am is the Old Testament name for God. God is amnes. He is beingness. As Paul Tillich put it, he is the ground of all being. He is like everything that's anything. And evil is like everything that's no thing. It's darkness and void. Anyway, Jesus said, I am the way. Not a way, but it has a definite article, the way. Perhaps the way is every way that's any way. Any, in other words, it's any way that leads to anywhere and anything. And so if you hate the way, you end up hating everywhere and everything and get stuck in nowhere and nothing. Outer darkness, the, the, the void. I mean, maybe the way is the word of I am. The word which leads from nowhere to everywhere. From no thing to everything, from evil to good, from the void to all creation. Well, the word was with God and the word was God, writes John, and all things were made through him. The Creator's word is the way from nothing to everything. And also the way from the Creator to His creation. And perhaps the way from the creation back to the Creator. <laughs> well, that's enough philosophy for the morning, huh? Uh, Jesus, said, Jesus said this, I am the way. I am is a, is a name for God, but I am is also a pronoun and a predicate, meaning Jesus is the way. Jesus literally means Yahweh is salvation. If Yahweh is salvation, I, Peter Hyatt, am not salvation. You see, the name Jesus, well, it means grace. It's grace, salvation. And so grace is the way. That's what we say, right? Grace is the way, and grace is the destination. So if you don't like the way, you're not going to like the destination. So what feels like heaven for others may just burn like hell for you. Grace. Remember Jesus told this story about a vineyard owner. Um, and uh, this vineyard owner, the master, he hires workers. He hires some early in the day and he hires some late in the day. When he hires the early in the day, he agrees on a set price to pay them. And at the end of the day, he does pay them. And then he goes to pay the late workers and he pays them the exact same amount. It's grace. And the early workers, they just get furious. And what do they do? They cast themselves out of the master's vineyard. And then the master says this, is your eye evil because I'm good? In this way, the first will be last and the last first. That's grace. 
And most of us, if we're really honest, we hate grace. And you can tell by the way we live our lives, always yearning to be first and hanging on to our stuff. I mean, we hate grace, but the destination is a kingdom of grace. If you don't delight in grace here, what makes you think you're going to delight in grace there? Outside the vineyard is outer darkness. Nowhere and nothing. My own private island. It's where people go who hate grace. They want to be there. They're hiding from the presence of I am. For he is a fire, a consuming fire called grace. Well, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth. The truth is the way and the destination. So we can't arrive in the kingdom of truth without being truthful. In other words, you can't get to heaven on roller skates and you can't get to heaven with manipulation or deception or lies. You have to be truthful in mind, in body, in spirit. In, in other ways, the, the way is not hiding from questions and doubts, but exposing them. I mean, that's the way we act in church sometimes. Like, well, you just cover that question, you cover that doubt, but, but, but it would be exposing them. Honesty, truthfulness, is the way. It's honesty in mind and body. You know, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my, my commandments. Do you? Watch your body and what it does and be honest and then just tell him, Jesus, I don't think I love you all that much. But don't fake it. Don't hide it. Confess it. That's the way. Honest in mind, body, and heart. Confess your sins. Confess your heart. If, if you hate the truth, the Father's house cannot be your home. For the light will burn your darkness. And the truth will burn your lies. And the grace will burn your pride like fire. It is fire. Our God is a consuming fire. And so if you like to hide from truth, you will absolutely hate heaven. But you can learn to love the truth. For the truth is grace. And grace is Jesus. And Jesus is your Father. Come to teach you about your home. The way is the truth, the truth, not a truth, definite article, the truth. Hey, do, do you think there might be anywhere on this planet, maybe in the most remote reaches of our planet, somewhere in the Kil mountain country of Afghanistan or China, where there are people that have never heard the name Jesus and yet they seek the truth? Jesus, the truth, said, seek and you will find. If you seek the truth, whom will you find? Class, 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 class. Jesus, yeah, the answer is always Jesus, Jesus. That's, that's amazing. Jesus, Jesus said that stuff. Have you ever followed a person such that following that person is the way? You know, like a hostess to your table at a restaurant, or a tour guide on a tour someplace, or a fireman out of a burning building, or a pillar of fire and cloud in the desert somewhere on your journey to some kind of promised land. Have you ever followed a person and not known their name? Yeah, yeah. Well, why do we say other people in different places and different times couldn't have followed Jesus because they didn't know his name. And, and, and why couldn't Jesus at some point on the journey, even if it was in Hades or darkness, uh, hell, why couldn't Jesus turn around at some point and say, hey, this is my name, Jesus in Greek. 
Yeshua in Aramaic, Joshua in Hebrew, Jesus in English, Jesus in Spanish, but in any language it means Yahweh is salvation. <laughs> That's my name. Nice to meet you. Why do we say that they could never know the way? Maybe we're trying to control the way with a lie, which is not the truth and not the way to the life. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. The life. Not a life, definite article, the life. He, he's the breath that causes dirt to come to life. He, he's the life. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, wrote John. The true light that enlightens every man was coming into the world. Wow. The way gets around. The way is the life. And check this out. The life is alive. How's that for a shocker? The life is alive. That means that the way is not a map, a plan, a list, or a law, or some knowledge that you pick off of some tree. The way is a person, a living person. And so, yeah, 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 absolutely. He's the only way. And he is the narrow way. In fact, so narrow that few can find him. Actually, none can find him except himself. It's just like Isaiah and St. Paul testified. Check this out. None is righteous. No, not one. No one seeks for God. How do you like that? Not in Afghanistan, not in China, not in Denver. None can find the way. In fact, the situation would be entirely hopeless except for this fact. The way finds us. The way is not dead. <laughs> That's good news. The way is alive. And so we only seek because we've been sought. We only find because we've been found. He came to seek and to save the lost. Why? The lost cannot find the way. He seeks and saves the lost. And Scripture testifies he even descends into the depths of the earth and preaches to the spirits in prison. He is the Savior of the lost. That literally means those having perished. And so he is the way. Absolutely Unequivocally, he is the only way. But who am I to tell him where he can go and where he cannot go? Am I the judge of the judge? Am I the Lord of the way? He's the living way. He's the living way. How could I ever control the way? Do you remember what the snake said? Let me paraphrase. Hey, trying to make yourself in the image of God? Want to control the way? See that tree over there in the middle of the garden? take some fruit. That's the way. Religion likes to control the way. Human religion. Humans like to control the way. But to do that, you have to pick the way, consume the way, kill kill the way, turn him into a map, a plan that you can read, a list, some laws like knowledge of good and evil. You have to nail him down. And that's exactly what they did in the morning. And just think of it, it was he in a pillar of fire and smoke that had led him to that place. 
It was even he that will build the house and is the house, but they, they wanted control of the house and they wanted to control the way. And you see, he is just too indiscriminate. They wanted to control the destination. And he just left the house totally unlocked. <laughs> he was not what they had imagined. And so in the morning they nailed him down. And John points out that in that place was a garden. We crucified the way. But the way is the life. We took his life in a garden. We took his life, and yet he gave his life. He forgave his life. And now he says, take and eat, take and drink. I am the way and the truth and the life. And so at the tree where we took his life, he forgave his life. The cross is the tree of life in the middle of the garden in the new Jerusalem, in the new heaven and the new earth. Here. It comes down here. Jesus is the Father come to take us home. He's the way. You remember Jesus just called them little children, and, you know, that's how little children know the way. One of my very favorite stories, and I, I know I've told you before, was uh, about something that happened to me years ago when my kids were little, and I went on a mission trip with my dad. And uh, we uh, came back to DIA, and I remember Susan and the kids met us at the airport. Becky, who was, I think, three at the time, just really missed me. Well, my dad walked down the jetway, and then I followed him. When Becky saw me, she just came running up to me and jumped on me, and she hugged me, and she said, Oh, Daddy, I was so scared that you were lost, that your plane got lost. And I said, Oh, Becky, um, that didn't happen. That wouldn't happen. And she said, Yeah. I knew you wouldn't get lost because you were with your daddy. <laughs> you see, that's how a little child navigates. Not with a map, not with a plan, not with a list, not with some laws, but the presence of their daddy. I was her way and her destination. I was her distant. I remember those days. I'd come home from work and we had to go some, we'd have to go someplace, small group or over to Oma and Poppy's or something. And, and, I'd, and I'd come home and, and I'd say, okay, hey, everybody, it's time to get in the van. You guys, come on, shut up the TV. Everybody get in the van. And Becky would always get so excited. She'd go, yay, we're going, we're going. And we'd get them in the van and get them buckled in and everything. We're about 10, 10 minutes into the trip. Everybody had kind of quieted down. And, and then um, I would hear this out of the back of the van. Um, Daddy? Yeah, what is it, Becky? Um, 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 Daddy? Uh, yeah, Becky, kind of in a hurry. What do, you, what do you need? Um, 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 Daddy, Daddy, uh, Daddy? Where are we going? <laughs> you see, she didn't know. And she didn't care. Because the way was her destination. I was her way. And her destination. I was her home. Actually, the only time I ever remember feeling totally at home was as a child in my father's house, on my father's lap, as he held me tightly against his bosom, his chest. For at that moment, I was at home, in my own house, my own skin. You know what that feels like to be at home in your own skin? In my house, 6875 South Prince Circle, Littleton, Colorado, where my father lived, I also had a room. 
It literally was my abode. My abode, which was created by several years of abiding in my father's love, a relationship with, with my dad. In my house, each of my four children has a room, and each room tells a story. A story is a history of abiding, you know, pictures of vacations, memories of painful times and arguments and fights and, and memories of really great times and uh, wonderful events coming and going, going and coming. That is what makes a house a home. Last week, John moved out of the house, but never the home, for the room is in my heart, and it's in his heart. It's our relationship. Each has an abode created by abiding, and each abode is unique and, and thoroughly interesting. Uh, thoroughly interesting to me, I, thoroughly interesting. One dad, one love, one home with many rooms. <laughs> And now listen closely. Each one of you has a dad. And he is a very, very, very good dad. And his house is your home. You just don't know it yet. People say this earth is not our home. And yet, you know what? It is our house. In the book of Revelation, it tells us that it will become our home. The new Jerusalem comes down into a new heaven and a new earth. According to the prophets, some whom, whom John just quoted, one day this earth will be consumed with fire and then filled with glory. It's all one thing or something, the emptying and the filling with, with glory. Uh, the Revelation says it will one day, this earth will one day be covered in blood to the depths of a horse's bridle, the whole land, uh, with blood and the life is in the blood it flows from a cross what is the fire what is the glory what is that blood well this is what I think it is the free will of our father from before all plans the very foundation of all plans it's his decision it's his choice it's his judgment it's love and a house becomes a home through relationships of love. Love is not a map or a plan or a law or a list. Love is a person. And Scripture says that the whole earth will be filled with that person. And then you will be home. But you can begin to be filled right now with him. Because he is the way home. He's the presence of the Father. You know, a father's job and a father's joy, a good father's joy, is, is this. I, I think it's to walk through this world with his child and give that child his good choice, that it may become that child's good choice. In other words, it's to love and to help the child love at a million different junctions, points of decisions. It's to give them a good choice. Give them a good choice even when they rebel against that choice and nail you to a tree. That's a good father. So the father walks with me and teaches me. Peter, the wine points to the good. Yeah, but I am the good. Peter, the beach is, is beautiful, isn't it? But, but I am the beauty and I am the good. Keep walking. Read the sign, but don't worship the sign, for then it's no longer good. I am the good. You see, he helps me to imagine the good. And he is the good. Maybe heaven really is getting whatever you imagine. And we will get him, says the Apostle Paul, and all things with him. Maybe heaven really is getting what you imagine, but hell is also getting whatever you imagine. So the problem isn't getting what we want, it's wanting what we get. The problem is choosing the good. Any father of a three-year-old will tell you that. So the father walks with me, and he helps me know what to want. Peter, it's not your own private island that 
you really want. It's me. And when you all want me, you all want each other. So whatever you all want, I'll do it. For you want it in my name. Yeshua. It means Yahweh is salvation. And my will is love. So the Father walks with me and creates in me his will. His free will becomes my free will, and that will is love. And the destination is the way, and the way is the destination. And get this, the way prepares the destination. And, and, and so I just need to end with this thought. You, you know how sometimes God feels so present to you? You walk out in the, the sky is beautiful, everything works. You come to church, you sing the songs, and you actually mean them. You know that? And yet sometimes it feels like he leaves, goes. You know, I don't think he, he ever really goes. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you, and yet it feels like, like he goes. Sometimes it feels like he leaves. Sometimes I leave, and that's called sin. He comes and gets me, and that's called salvation. Whatever the case, I experience his absence, and yet that prepares a place, an empty space where I long for him, where I, I yearn for him, where I hope in him. And, and then you know what? I, I seek him. And then he comes and fills that place. So there's presence, then absence, then fullness, joy, then sin, then grace throughout my life over and over until finally one day I'll be filled with love, delighting in love, and, and then I'm home and no one will take my joy away from me. But you see, that's the story. That's our story, Jesus and me, our drama that forms our relationship. That's all the abiding that forms my abode. That's the love story that defines my marriage. That's the dying with him and the rising with him that, uh, that, that creates my eternal communion with him or reveals my eternal communion with him. That's the journey that brings me home to where I am is. I don't mean to be melodramatic, but I'm honest about this. Sometimes I just sit at my desk and cry when, when I'm, I'm working on stuff like this. Because I honestly have experienced his presence in some ways that just blew my socks right off my feet. Just incredible. But, but here's the, the rub. The, the more I've experienced his presence, the more that makes me sense his, his absence somehow, even maybe more deeply. And so I know that heaven is what I, I really most deeply want, and I just can't figure out why the journey is so long. And why my particular journey is the particular journey that it is. And so I get troubled. And this is what I think Jesus says to me. Peter, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God and in me. You believe in my Father's house are many rooms. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again and take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. That's my home and his home. It's our home. So, on that very night that he said these things, he took the bread and he broke it, saying, this is my body given to you. Take and eat. And in the same manner, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins. Drink of it, all of you, and do it in remembrance of me. My body, my blood, in you, with you, traveling with you, like a, 
a mobile home. <laughs> and so when you get troubled and, and you wonder, God, what are you doing? He's telling your story. He's telling your story that his house might eternally be your home and his home. In the name of Jesus, believe the gospel and enjoy the journey to home. For home has come to travel with you. In Jesus' name, let's uh, take his body, take his blood, believe and worship. Dark cups are wine, light cups are juice. They're both the life of Jesus for you. And so on the last day, the Lord of glory will fill all things with himself. But right here, right now, he's beginning to fill you with himself. For you're his mobile home, his traveling temple. And that scares us. It scares us because, you see, you're already full of something else. <laughs> you're already kind of full of yourself. And so our flesh, our body resists this prayer, and God is good. He, he knows how to dispense himself into our lives. But if you would, would you just pray this prayer with me? Okay, you can just pray it out loud. And uh, you don't have to pray it if you don't want to, but one day you will. Okay. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, just say that after me. In the name of Jesus. Father, fill me. Oh, Lord Jesus, we pray that we do. Lord God, I know sometimes when you fill people, they fall down, they pass out. Sometimes, Lord, um, I don't know that they know anything, they taste anything, but Lord God, I know this, that when a person's full, they begin to love as you have loved us. They wash feet as you washed our feet. They do the works that you did. And Lord God, they ask things in your name and those things come to pass because they are your will and according to your will and we are your body. And so, Lord God, would you fill us up and would you let your decision, your love, flow out of our lives into the world around us until that day the entire world is full of your glory and we will be home. But I thank you that you are already at home in us. In Jesus' name, we praise you, Lord God. Amen. Hey there. I hope the message that you just heard or viewed helped you to believe a little more that God is better than you thought, the love of Jesus is deeper than you know, and the Spirit is everywhere working the wonders of mercy. If that's so, I'd love it if you would consider two things. Number one, ask yourself if there's someone that you know that might benefit from this message, and then uh, forward this link onto them. There are several ways that you can do that by visiting our website at thesanctuarydowntown.org. Secondly, I'd love it if you'd uh, take just a moment and uh, ask the Lord if He'd like you to contribute to this endeavor financially. We really can't do this except for the fact that God inspires people like you um, to give. And uh, you can do that by uh, going to the website and clicking on uh, the donate button or uh, by simply mailing a check to the sanctuary downtown at uh, 2215 West 30th Avenue, Denver, Colorado, 80211. Uh, thanks for being a part of what we're doing, and God bless you.